2: We're chatting Conmebol World Cup qualifiers. Here's a look at yesterday's results. Argentina with the big 3-0 win over Bolivia. Ecuador get the 2-1 win over Uruguay. They are now, they now have zero points.
3: Zero,
4: zero point. points. They were at negative three
2: and they are back in, it's not the green? Is that the, the green? Black. The black. They're back in black. They're, uh, they're, out the they're out the red. That's what I meant. They're out the red. And Brazil get the 1-0 win over Peru. Uh, let's chat some Argentina with one Nico Cantor here. The the big conversation heading into this one was whether or not Messi would play. And as it turns out, he wasn't even a part of the 18 for this one. He had come out of the previous game because just due to fatigue, we were concerned it was an injury. It was not, it was just more about uh, fatigue, but it ended up not even being an issue for them because they played really, really well against a very aggressive Bolivia.
3: Very aggressive Bolivia in not only the altitude in heat at 4 o'clock in the afternoon in Bolivia, the conditions were very tough for Argentina and
2: I saw Alexis McAllister posted a, a photo
3: with an oxygen with tube. the
2: oxygen tube and I mean just I you had spoke about it a few days ago but the the altitude is a eleven legitimate thousand. concern
3: yeah eleven thousand yeah. above sea level eleven thousand plus actually above sea level it, it is very extraordinarily difficult to go to La Paz and not only win but put on probably the wisest display that I've seen Argentina string together. Yeah, because they were very economic in the way that they attacked. They didn't play in to this back and forth game that maybe Bolivia wanted them to get into, a high pace, high tempo. They almost rationed their class in moments. They decided, okay, this is when we're gonna turn it on. We're gonna keep the ball. And when Bolivia was fouling them, fouling them, fouling them, they they really took advantage of, of those moments to give it a pause. Bolivia goes down a man, which helped a lot. But Argentina at this point was already controlling the game. It's very difficult to control the game in Bolivia. Mind you, when Maradona was the head coach going into the 2010 World Cup in that cycle, Argentina lost 6-1 to Bolivia in La Paz. So props to wow. Di Maria, props to Julián Álvarez, who has a third lung. That, the, the amount of the effort that that guy put, I, I can't believe that they were. they finished that game and they were pristine ready to go. Uh, Enzo Fernandez played well. Mm-hmm. Just a whole bunch of factors, a whole bunch of players, but those are the
0: ones that I wanted to highlight.
5: Yeah.
0: I that. mean, Marcelo Moreno is everything for Bolivia. Yeah. He's, he's, getting, he's in his 30s. He's up there. He scored 31, uh, 31 uh, goals for international. I mean, he is everything. He's a his historic goal scorer, their yeah. top goal scorer. It is a rather rudimentary style of play. I don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, Like you said, they want to kind of get you in the mud with them a little bit, and Argentina didn't let them. But he had the least touches of any outfield player in that game. Mm. They were very smart. They found a way to isolate him. And he is – not easy to isolate, nope. mm-hmm. especially when the ball, and I'm not kidding, bounces like those Super Bowls you used to get in the supermarket in the little <laughs> container for yeah. a quarter. Every ball, because that you're up in that elevation, every ball feels like it's on a trampoline. And usually they're able to find him in spaces and he's able to be pretty lethal when he gets the opportunity. And they found a way to keep the ball away from him. Really, really smart. And brings a lot of you know questions up about This coach who, when he took over in this World Cup, was saying, well, you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience internationally, blah, 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 blah," and they win the World Cup. Scaloni. Yeah, Scaloni. And now he's kind of proving, even tactically, he has that edge. He
3: took over in Copa America Brazil 2019, and there were questions. There were a lot of things that he got wrong, and the way that he grew into Mm -hmm. the role to then win Copa America during the pandemic and then manage this group, respect... The class that they have, the the experience of the Messis, the the Marias of the world, mm-hmm. and consolidate a group, it kind of just throws all the textbooks out the window mm-hmm. because you got to. You, everyone says you need an experienced manager, someone yes. who has won before. This guy had never coached top flight football at any level, and he comes up to the Argentine national team, and nobody wanted to take the job, and he's a World Cup champion. Yeah.
2: It's it's. I think it, it's a. Credit to the Federation, too, for, for allowing him to grow into that role. Because a lot of times, if you're not getting those results right off the bat,
3: yeah, no, the head coach no, is the first the one to go. No one wanted to take the job. And Scaloni no one. was... No one. No that one. was That was a big question. Wow. He
0: did the fine. I'll do it.
3: Wow. Yeah, and he did look,
4: the fine. He won yeah. the World
0: Cup. Yeah. From the youth
3: system. It's
4: worked and out. Yeah. Just the... Ta- like, that. that's such a little thing. But you said the wisest game you've seen them play. And as a coach, you're setting that standard. And I think that that is... Just shows the evolution of his coaching tactics, too. To say, all right, we're going to take some of the energy out of this game. Like, we might get Absolutely. fouled. We might allow... We, if, it, if it's a restart, let's just... Let it chill a little bit. Mm. And even, even that, telling your team to be prepared for that, to ride out that time, because then there's a red card and the game completely changes, right? And you, you find goals and you can open it up a lot. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that little wiseness speaks to the managerial evolution. Yeah. For for Messi, who
2: was not available for this one, not part of the, the 18, how valuable is this rest going to be, especially considering that Inter-Miami have a very, very big matchup this weekend against yeah. Atlanta United. How, how relieved are Inter-Miami that he didn't
4: play? V- very in relieved. This one? Very relieved. As long as it is something that doesn't keep him out, it's just a, a resting, and he can play in that game. Because this Atlanta United team looks a lot different than they did when yeah. they played them a mm-hmm. few weeks ago in uh-huh. In, in League's Cup, I believe
0: it was. Yeah. And Miami's oh. happy. Jorge Mas is happy. Yeah. Apple's happy. Yeah. The fans who paid 800 to $1,300 yeah. <laughs> yeah. are happy. Right. Everyone is happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it says a lot
3: about Messi's commitment to his trade, to his country, mm. and to his club at the same time almost. Because during this window, it was his son's birthday. After the first game that Argentina won, he could have gone back to Miami mm-hmm. He decided not to. He flew with the team to Bolivia, didn't play but was there. He understands the importance of him being around the team despite him not even being on the team sheet. And then when everybody flew back to Buenos Aires to then go to their own clubs, he goes straight from La Paz to Miami and is ready for the game on Saturday. That's awesome. What a game.
2: That's really, really awesome. Um, All right, guys, we are going to take a break. We have a live in-person guest in this studio when we come back ahead of the Hudson River Derby this weekend. We have Alfredo Morales from NYCFC joining us right here. Don't go anywhere.
1: Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Come on!
2: Rivalry match is happening this week in the Hudson River Derby. We'll see NYCFC host the New York Red Bulls on Saturday afternoon at Yankees Stadium. This is a matchup that always brings a little heat. And right now we are so pleased to welcome in midfielder for NYCFC, Alfredo Morales. Welcome to Morning Footy. Thank
6: you, Grace. Thanks Look at this guy. A pleasure.
2: Yeah, <laughs> bringing the heat. Yes. Literally. Yeah. Can we talk about Looking this? bit? good. I know.
0: This is nice. I can't wait for your Salsa album to come out. This is <laughs> amazing. What's the, t- what's the title, the title of the album, Alfredo, <laughs> Cantando. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think it works. I mean,
2: no, this, nah. is, this is just We, we class appreciate team. you yeah, making yeah, this the, is the effort. Very early.
0: It. It's very early. You are only the nice.
2: the third person to come in studio as a as a live guest here. So we mm-hmm. we are grateful. We are absolutely
0: right.
2: absolutely thrilled to have you. So. Let's chat about uh, this little Hudson River Derby that we have coming up. As I said, this is this has become one of the the marquee rivalries in in Major League Soccer, and I feel like these matches are just always a little bit fiery. There's a little bit more at stake, and especially right now for both of these teams because you're sitting 12th and 13th. In the standings and as you guys are looking to kind of get above that playoff line and make this late season push These three points couldn't be more valuable. Where is your head at right now as a team heading into this one?
6: Um, I mean like you said it. It's a Huge huge game massive game for us um, because of the situation we're in right now obviously, but um also because of the fact that it's the derby and um I think it's getting better and better every year. This is just a feeling I have. The uh, fans invest more. We have to invest even more uh, every time. And they beat us this year. And now uh, we play at home, Yankee Stadium. So we have to go out and then go for everything. And we have to win. We, have to, we need the win. And uh, we will go prepared and then get the three points.
2: We know how hard it is to play at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Every team that visits is like, it's so hard to play at Yankee Stadium. So how Big of an advantage is it for you guys to be hosting this one?
6: Um, I don't know. It's we never trained there, so we're not really used to. it. We also just go there to play, and um, but for some reason, the atmosphere, um, just I don't know, maybe the place because it's Yankee Stadium, it's a historic stadium in mm. the world of sports. I would say um, for us, it's just it's just amazing to be there, and. Um, I heard about teams complaining, struggling players, you know, like, because of the dimensions and stuff. Um, For us, it just comes natural to our game. It's tight spaces. We want to play in tight spaces. We want to play under pressure, put pressure on the opponent. So it just helps us maybe execute our game plan. So. yeah, we enjoy playing Take
0: at Yankee advantage. Stadium. Yeah. yeah, let's go. I know every players always talk about how every game is important, and there's not one that's more important than the other. Game by game, let's get rid of that, OK? <laughs> Come on, let's <laughs> stop lying. Uh, you can hear the fans want to want win in the Hudson River Derby so bad. You can feel it. You can hear it in the stadium. There's a certain energy for these games. I've been to these matches before. Uh, as a player on the field before the game, is it a little different? Can you really feel it when it comes when you see the Red Bulls across the pitch from you?
6: Can you really feel that energy? Yes, of course. I mean you can feel it in the the week leading into the game because for me my opinion You don't need a coach talking before those games like there shouldn't be any extra or somebody trying to motivate you or, it's a derby. That's a fact, and you have to give everything you have. finished oh. Like there's no question. The fans will do the same thing. It's going to be a good crowd. You you play against your rival. Still, I'm struggling to see them as rival because they're in a different state, you know. But um, So you made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, I mean it's the, it's the truth. It's the truth. Uh, but um, no, uh, it's it's an amazing game. I mean, I think we who love sports or who love soccer, we want to see those games with extra passion, extra fire, extra fight, Mm -hmm. extra physicality, or whatever you want to call it. And me as a player, I mean, I love it.
3: How much warmth are you guys getting, or maybe even pressure from the fans in the build-up? You mentioned that you feel it going into the week, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, other derbies that you experience where, you know, they've had hundreds years of history where the whole town is transformed for the week, ready for the derby. Here, it's a big sports city. It's a big multicultural mix, so you might not get that same type of focus. But from what you're saying,
6: there is this sort of buildup in yes. the surrounding um, context. I mean, we have uh, a lot of fans coming to practice, usually before those games. Okay. They just show up outside on the street, just taking some pictures, some words of encouragement or whatever, like, we need to swim, like small things. I mean, we're far away from the city, so uh, it's tough to get out there, but um, I don't know. It's, like I said before, I feel that it's growing and it's getting more and more intense every year. And that's normal because if you compare Mm. to other derbies all over the world, like you said, there's tradition, there's history behind us. there's people were heartbroken or on top of the world because of wins. So it's, the history is not yet there here, if we're being honest, but Mm -hmm. we will definitely get there. And I can't wait because I mean, it's New York. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure in the next, like in the upcoming years, going to be huge, even even bigger.
4: And even in your first couple of sentences, you were like, "They beat us already this year." So <laughs> you know, th- there's already that little bit of rivalry. Does it feel different this year? Because it kind of feels like this is a playoff elimination match. Like it need you need a win. You need to keep going in the the right direction. Is there an extra added incentive?
6: I think so. Yes, um, because I mean, in in the last two years I've been here. Um, we we struggled during the season. I mean every team struggles a little bit, but um We were a lot higher up on the table this time we we had to face or we facing this Different kind of pressure I would say mm-hmm. and now we are almost with the back against the wall. So of course it uh, adds a little more But yeah, that's how it is. I mean you have to, for me you have to embrace those moments you have yeah. to push through and I think it's the perfect timing for, for, a, for a derby. Yeah.
0: I so. think, you know, b- fans who may not have seen you play uh, are getting a sense that you're a very calm and serene guy from the way <laughs> you're speaking. For those of us who have seen you play, in fact, I remember I interviewed you right as you got to NYCFC, uh, which was the year that we won MLS Cup. It was a huge run. We, like yeah, Alexis had I, I was there. Hey, to I for this no, I, I Honestly, I see him as part of this... I wasn't I able to, to celebrate if it wasn't for so this man bringing right me behind out. the ropes. Very but, kind. Uh, I will say that there was a, a change of energy within the team and you spoke about what you wanted to input into a team like NYCFC and you absolutely did that. Your The grit, the force that you play with, and that never give up attitude really became a, a, a key mark of that playoff run, especially beating you know New England who was the best team in the history of MLS at that time. I wish Charlie was here because I would have rubbed it in.
1: Uh, but
0: <laughs> what, how can you do that now? Now when the team, need you the most to get into the playoffs. How do you input that back into this team? Is it me? Was it me that I'm not there now? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, wow. No, um, like, oh, good my be. goodness. <laughs> it's
2: him. X-factor.
0: No, Honestly, how do I you do that not, again? But, uh,
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, it's just about bringing or spreading positivity. I mean, being there, support. We have such a young group, but they're so crazy talented. Like, I can't even tell. Like, the potential we have is amazing, but it's totally normal and understandable that in tough times you you struggle, you feel the pressure, you can't really handle the pressure sometimes. And that's the truth. I mean, this is how our season was. Um, but that's totally human and understandable because as a human, you don't want to be in uncomfortable situations and you have to learn how to deal with those com- uh, situations. So I'm just trying to give advice, just um, be there, support, be positive. Yeah, just focus on the basics, focus on the the basic things you have to do when you are in a situation you don't want to be in. You have to focus on basic, just give everything. This is the basic of basics. So.
0: This guy says spread positivity. Yeah. He's two footing people yeah, in the midfield. Right. Positiv-
6: it's a positive
4: tackle.
0: Can, kind
2: of yeah, yeah. can I ask a quick, quick fun, yes, fun yes. question?
4: Um, you play in a baseball stadium. Baseball players usually have a walk up song. If you had a goal song Ooh. to play in the baseball stadium, <sighs> you score a goal. It's off your know. album?
0: Is it? Or is it like Duhas? It's, du it's not like Ramesh <laughs> <stuff.
4: laughs> uh, I mean, I,
6: I... Like, honestly, I'm listening to all kinds of music. I'm a big music fan. I don't have, like, a favorite band or something. Okay. I go everywhere. But I don't uh, know rock. Or something. Yeah. All I mean, like back. Red Hot Chili Peppers back in the day okay. was nice, you know. Okay. But not like this heavy Bunny metal maybe? stuff, huh? Bad Bunny, maybe? Yeah, like all okay. kinds of stuff. I like Chris Brown. I like Rao Alejandro. Wow. I like so Trevor Scott. Uh, I like Justin patient. Timberlake. I like, it. like all kinds of things. I just go for the vibes, you know.
3: A little nice. variety. Can we follow you on like Spotify or something? Like <laughs> yeah. That?
6: You gotta create. An I always share my playlists. No, I share I don't. some
3: <laughs> playlists. You got some playlists? No, not
6: really. I just—it's it comes to you it just comes yeah oh wow yeah.
5: we want so I, I want know.
6: I want the it's alfredo like all Taylor playlist <laughs> though
2: it's just i know i'm so basic yikes um, alfredo you're going to stick around correct cuz we are going to we're going to have some more fun with you later on in the show we're going to take a quick break right now we're going to chat a little bit more on some commable world cup qualifiers specifically uruguay and ecuador that's coming after a short break
5: selling a little or a lot
2: Welcome back to morning footy. Well, Venezuela and Paraguay played each other in some CONMEBOL World Cup qualifiers yesterday and two former teammates reunited. You love to see it, Miguel Amarón. And Joseph Martinez swapping jerseys. I just I'm Mm -hmm. having Atlanta United flashbacks, and it's just
0: that was an adorable. It was an error. Watch it. Looking at this photo, I just remember how much of good error that was.
4: They love each other so much. They do. It's so happy. I know. (laughs) know.
0: Joseph is the luckiest one. You can't find Paraguay jerseys anywhere. I wanted to buy one. You can't find them anywhere. Sell me that one. Who knew? (laughs) Yeah.
2: They're hot. All right. Here's a look at the results from yesterday. Argentina get the 3-0 win over Bolivia. Ecuador 2-1 over Uruguay. Venezuela 1-0 over Paraguay. Chile and Colombia end in a nil-nil draw. And Brazil get the 1-0 win over Peru. All right. So we we dove deep on Argentina, but let's fo- focus on that Ecuador-Uruguay uh, match because Uruguay, I mean, yesterday we were talking about how well they were playing and how how good we thought they were under um, Marcelo Bielsa and that system. And then this result seemed a bit surprising,
0: Nico. And it could have been worse. When you go on the
3: road in Conmebol, it's very difficult. And the first Uruguay win was a small glimpse into how good... It, Uruguay can be. It wasn't just happenstance that they, that they balled out. They had a very good performance, and I expect more performance says out of Uruguay, similar to that of the first match day. Um, but it's very difficult to go to Uruguay, to go to Ecuador when not only are they desperate for those three points to get out of the red and, and finally start with with zero, but it's. Uh, it's difficult when they make it this very rugged game. They came back from behind. Felix Torres, the center back, was scoring. But not only that, Grueso in the midfield was great. Moises Caicedo also, the, the youth. Kendri Paez, the youngest ever Ecuadorian international, 16 years old. Cool. They had a, a, a good legacy performance that they really needed Ecuador to, to finally start their World Cup qualifying campaign because they're starting from behind behind. But it was not without controversy.
4: Yeah, that's the big talking point, right? Right. The, the, the play at the end of the game, yeah. the goalkeeper. Yep.
0: Uh, it looked like WWE
4: to me. Yeah, it. yeah.
2: It was not and there was no, there football. ended up being no Maybe. foul calls. This was the this play. last
3: play. And Over it would game. have been
2: it would have been an opportunity for Uruguay to equalize in the the dying moments of this
4: game.
0: It was off of a free yeah. kick, oh, and wow. that and <laughs> that post, Those posts coming are not the, soft.
4: Coming off the ropes, it yeah. was
0: <laughs> <laughs> very much so. That looks like the skateboard Pablo has behind him. Uh, Macho <laughs> yeah. Man Randy Savage looks like something like that. I mean, this is this is rough, and if I remember correctly. The, they weren't even, uh, the ref wasn't even sent to the screen. There was no. So Brazilian referee, Wilton
3: Sampaio, calls a foul. That the foul right there by. The
4: second one. Yeah,
3: exactly. The second one by Peistri. He calls a foul in favor of Ecuador. But VAR never tells him to go to the monitor to review that play. We contacted Cristina about it. Can Ooh. I just give you a quote? Yes, you yeah. can. Please uh, do. The biggest mitigating factor is that the ball hits him in the side of the body and he's not punching through or making a secondary action. So preferred decision, although arguable, is no penalty. And when there's something... Okay, now I'm transitioning into my opinion. Yeah. When there's something so blatant like that, even Christina says, although arguable, you got to put this image in the hands of the referee on the field for him to make that call. That was literally, quite literally the last play of the game. Mm -hmm.
4: How did he not see it though? That's the question. I mean, I agree. I think that there is this idea of going to the monitor is always going to be a reversal of the call. But why can't you just go and say, okay, that is what I thought it was. I think the stats are what? It's 90% it's going to be overturned. It's something pretty wild that if you go to the monitor that the call will be overturned.
0: I would trust the judgment call of the ref on the pitch whose job it is. Right. If they didn't get a chance to see it in, in live, they should be asked to go to the screen, have that conversation with VAR, and then make that judgment call. If the word is arguable, then the ref on the pitch needs to make the decision, Absolutely. but they should see it. They should totally.
3: have to mm-hmm. see it. I
4: agree. I agree. And
0: given Conmebol referee
3: track records, right. when you leave a decision to somebody who's yeah. not in the stadium or far away that they can take the blame and not – it's just – can get it messy. becomes questionable. Yeah. It raises skepticism. Conmobile, man. Some guy in Ecuador <laughs> going, I didn't see nothing. Let's end the game. Honestly, yeah. it,
4: gets, it
2: gets worse every time. Yeah. I but, see yeah. him like, oh.
3: H- Happy for Ecuador. Yes, yes. happy, for, happy Ecuador. for Ecuador.
2: Well done. Um, all right, guys, we are going to take a break. Alfredo Morales will be back. He is going to go through his best 11 of teammates Ooh. that he has Ooh. played with coming up. We love this. You don't want to miss it.
1: Santi Rodriguez turning Rodriguez off the inside of the post and in. With delivery. Shots out! What a goal! Keaton Parks with a bullet of a header. Long range effort. Gabby Pereira, the Brazilian, continues to impress.
2: Welcome back. Well, a huge rivalry match in Major League Soccer this weekend—the Hudson River Derby—will see NYCFC host the New York Red Bulls at Yankee Stadium, 3:30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch that match on Apple TV And right now, we are absolutely thrilled to bring back Alfredo Morales to the desk, midfielder for NYCFC. We're so we're just so grateful you're here, Thank that you made the trip me. to Stamford to hang with I us. I am very
6: happy to be here it's on a, a Wednesday morning. For me. Can I ask an (laughs) off-topic question before
3: we get into it? Now we have a German speaker at the table. So, Alfred, I came back from Champions League coverage in Dortmund, Mm -hmm. and I was saying the name of a certain city in eastern Germany, a certain team that not a lot of people like. Also associated with the Derby? Also associated with the Derby, right? (laughs) One of the best Bundesliga teams. And I was saying it in a certain way. I like pronouncing things accurately. And then we asked Hani Mukhtar... And it wasn't the way that I was saying it, so everybody else proceeded to make fun of me because of the okay. way that I was pronouncing it, I thought, accurately, in Germany. So how would you Without saying... Don't say this I'm not going to say it. How would you say RB... Leipzig. One more time? Leipzig. Leipzig. I was saying... So I learned in Dortmund. I don't know if it's like a regional accent. They were saying Leipzig. Is yes. that incorrect?
6: No, it's not. Because the... You want, me, you want me to be a teacher right now, real quick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, wow. This so you is have easy. the this ending as so I and G, right? This is in my I s- and G, sauce. Leipzig. OK. So you say Leipzig. Uh, but in some, it's like an accent dialect kind of thing. You don't say the G. You say like a ch, And this is sh, okay. so Leipzig. OK. So I can see that, but it's not wrong. And OK. It's, how, do it's they, also, uh, how do they say Charlie. it there? In in Leipzig? I don't go to Leipzig. All right,
3: there we go. <laughs> okay, all right. Fair enough. Okay, look, okay. Le- lesson learned. Are you happy? I Nico? Thank you. I'm very happy. Yeah. You know I'm why he's happy? you happy? Because Alfredo said you're not wrong. That's all he I can <laughs> about. No, no I'm ready for Champions League coverage to pronounce things correctly.
2: Good, good, good. Uh, well while we have you here, um, before we get into your, your best eleven of teammates, we're always curious. I, I you grew up in, in Germany, in Berlin, and I'm I wanna know kind of where your soccer story begins. What were some of the moments that made you you fall in love with the game.
6: Um, I mean, in a huge city like Berlin, um, everything that boys or kids or girls—I mean, also—to be honest—do um, when they're young is just go outside and play. That's it. I, I mean, I played my whole childhood on a parking lot, on concrete, on a playground where with a little pitch somewhere. So this is basically how I got introduced. Um, I mean, I had a lot of influence from my dad, South America. I mean, you have uh, soccer in your blood, kind of. Um, so I was always always with the ball. I mean, I came home from school, backpack in the corner. Mom, I go outside, and then I, I, I was gone. Like, that's just, uh, it's, it was so normal for me, and um, I loved it.
2: Mm-hmm. When did you realize you were good at it?
6: Was it a scout saw you spreading positivity in the midfield? (laughs) (laughs) No, like to be honest, I was a very skillful player. Like I was a winger, number nine, until I was 16, 17. Uh, I always had this fight Mm -hmm. and I was, uh, I got in trouble a lot of times because of that, but uh, it also gave me a lot of respect because I was very straightforward and very harsh, maybe sometimes, maybe sometimes it was too much, but it's just how it is. But I had, to, I had to learn that because I was always playing with older kids on the streets. And you know how it is, like they just push you and you fall down on concrete, knees are open, like there's no point in crying and you have to become kind of tough. Um, but I don't know, I, I think when I was like 10, I joined Hertha Berlin Academy. So I knew like this is something special, especially in a big city and where everybody supports this one club. There's no other club. (laughs) There's no other club in Berlin. So good. Um, So, uh, yeah, yeah. I knew I had something, but I was still a kid. Like you don't really think those things through, but I was just having fun and Mm -hmm. enjoying playing with good players.
3: We read your bio and everybody knows that you've got this mix of culture not only United States, Germany, but Peru as well. But I want to hear from the horse's mouth. What was that
6: like growing up? I mean, I think for me, the most important thing is I took the best parts, in my opinion, from all those different cultures and created the version I am today, kind of. Um, But for me, uh, being, Um, Peruvian in Berlin Germany was amazing. I mean no, but there was not a big Latino community. I mean my dad had friends obviously from Chile from Argentina from all over Mm -hmm. South America, but it was not a lot Uh, But that's just how it is Um, and where I grew up were a lot of other nationalities. I was I could say all my friends were from Turkey, from Arabic countries, from African countries, from Eastern European countries. Uh, obviously, also Germans, but mostly other cultures. Immigrant families. Yeah. So uh, I think it's a lot like New York. It's a very no, it is. Place. I I mean, people ask me where are you from. I say Berlin, and they ask me, Oh my God, like I love Berlin. I said, Yeah, it's very similar hmm. to New York because it's a mix of so many different things and so many different. Opportunities or whatever you want to do, you can do it. Like you, you can find. And um, I mean, I love Berlin. Nice. It's a great place. I've never been. Oh, you got you to go. It's tragic. I know. Go. I
2: know. It's it's very very high. Sleep
3: on the plane because yeah. you're on not going to sleep in Berlin. The first time <laughs> I played <laughs> in a football stadium was in Olympiastadion for the 2006 World Cup, Germany against Argentina, oh. and the penalty kicks. First
6: I was I at the. At the public viewing thing, there was a huge, in the middle of Berlin, the I was 16 years oh, old. Oh, That must have been uh, crazy. I tell you the thing, I got arrested that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm serious. Hey, that game. cameras go do, up. Do,
0: doing Ooh, what? Ooh. Spreading positivity. <laughs> Let it go. We ain't We ain't wow. talking about it. it was no,
6: nothing positivity. crazy. I'm just I had here. some I'm problems. Little, yeah, yeah. I'm, I just had some positivity. problems with police that day yeah, because okay. I was, because <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I, told I was you. A, yeah. Rightfully so. I told you
0: we're friends, bro. <laughs> it's
2: not for
6: no reason.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, no, my interest is very... Very peaked at this point, um, but we have to get into your your best eleven. So we like to do this with players that we have on. We ask you to put together a best eleven based on teammates that you have had throughout your career. You ready to do this? Yeah. All right. Um, Are you
6: in it? No. You did not put yourself. I, you, I you made you a mistake bef- because you already have it, but I forgot Hani Mukhtar. Oh. And I feel so bad right now. I can't even tell you because it's difficult to f- pick a. 11 but take us through it
2: take us through it let's uh put it up on the screen oh Ooh. look at these names
6: yeah um, wow charondolo yeah i don't know like i mean uh okay we start with goalie uh zach stefan uh, yeah. i was with him in düsseldorf um it's the first time for, I met you Out yeah there. for one year um for me he's the most gifted goalie i was i ever played with um oh. Just amazing. Um, also very, I was very close with him uh, from the from the start or from the first day he joined. So that's why I had to put him there. Um, I left back, Sergino Des, just mm. because of this pure talent the kid has. It's for me incredible. Um, yeah, right back, Steven Chirondolo, because right back is a difficult position, I don't know.
0: Barry, I didn't realize you made your first, your first
6: cap was 2012 when he was still playing um right i don't know if he was there i don't remember so how did but i remember football? that i was in my first u.s camp ah first camp i That's was there we were in paris 2011 i think mm-hmm. we played against france i didn't dress but i was 21 years old it i counts. played like so um <laughs> and steven Chirondolo played a million games in bundesliga yeah and um I the, sti- the mayor so, of
0: Hanover. The mayor of Hanover. Exactly. True.
6: And um, I talk to him every once in a while, and a, I think he does an amazing job uh, in, LAFC in LA, uh, and that's amazing to see. So I just thought about him, and I put him in there. Like McKenney and Maxi Morales. So first of all, No, let's, let's no defensive keep, midfielder here. No, no we just attack. <laughs> we don't have to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, center backs is just John Brooks, Berlin, American, German, like me, kind of. I know the. I know him since a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to play with him at Her- Hertha Berlin. I used to play with him for the U.S. And yeah, he's amazing player. Uh, Jerome Boateng. Uh, I went to school with him too. I mean, I just put him there because
3: you went to school with Jerome Boateng.
6: Yeah. Wow. Um, what level of school? Like high school, middle school. Yeah, high school, kind of. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we Small went. World. It was like an elite school of sports they call mm. it, like some fancy name. But uh, was wow, a lot it of like players. Sounds like Harry Potter. They had like a <laughs> cooperation with Hertha Berlin, so okay, it was, that's okay, cool. nice. Yeah, and just I just put him there because uh, he won everything you can possibly win in world soccer. So, uh, and obviously he's a he was a great great player or is a great great player.
3: What about Luke Vacchio? He's a player that our audience might not know.
6: Yes, well. uh, I play with him in Düsseldorf as well. He was a, He's from Belgium, winger, crazy skillful, so fast. I love, I just love his confidence. And um, he went to Hertha Berlin, actually, after mm-hmm. Düsseldorf. And now he went to Sevilla. Oh, nice. Uh, just last week. Um, so I'm very, like, he also plays for Belgium, like for the national team. And I mean, Belgium, we all know, like, it's tough to get into this team, yeah. I guess, but... Um, so I just, I just always loved watching him.
3: Okay, the question is, you're putting in Hani Mukhtar. Who are you taking off? Yeah, you can't take I mean, Nathie, I think Castellanos out.
6: Yeah, you do. No, no. I don't know. Dempsey? It's difficult. No. You take Clint out? No, I don't know. Buy like it. Clint Look. Dempsey for me, just because I came to the national team and he was for me the best player there. So, it was, but I don't know. Like Hani has to be in there. But Hani just sits with me on the bench. I okay. Well, who do you Both. sub
0: in for?
2: Oh, that's a great question.
6: Moxie. Moxie?
0: <laughs> we, need, we need some grit to win the game, get Moxie out of there. Okay. Yeah.
2: Amazing, amazing. What was behind your decision to play for the U.S.?
6: Um, I got the chance to play for the U.S. when I was 17 for the U-20 national team, mm-hmm. um, and it just came up. They asked me, this coach called me, my English was, I was in the subway in Berlin, to be honest, when he called me, no reception, nothing, I was like, what is going on? Um, and then he asked me to come, and I said, "Yeah, I, I come." And then I made the decision after I had who's, the chance. Who's that?
1: <laughs> oh who who's that?
2: my gosh, baby! Just look operando. at
6: this. Yeah, you know.
2: I like that hair.
0: Uh. It's okay. <laughs> This is what I love about Alfredo Morales, only smiles in person, never in a photo. If you take a picture with Alfredo Morales where he's smiling and go back and look at the photo, he's not smiling in it. It's a, very, it's a, magical, it's a magical thing he does.
6: No, yeah. No. I, I don't know, I, I, I made this decision very young. I had the chance to play for Germany U20, U21 level. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was always like, I made this decision so I stick to the decision, there was no wow. question. Um, later, when I was like beginning of my 20s, I it was like Peru or something, some rumors here, and somebody called me, I don't know who, but, um, but I was like, no, I, I made the decision for the U.S., and I want to play for the U.S., that's it. That's
2: awesome, trendsetter. We have so many dual nationals yeah. now. And look at this guy, the trailblazer. Um, you're gonna stick around, Alfredo. We're gonna have some more fun with you. We're gonna play uh, some this or that. We'll be right back, stick around. Welcome back to Morning Footy. We are absolutely delighted to have Alfredo Morales from NYCFC at the desk. Um, We're not done having fun with you yet. We're going to play a little edition of this or that. Do you know how this works? We give you two options. It's one or the other. You just make your pick. Super easy. That's good. You ready? Yeah, of course. Okay, first one. First this or that. Berlin or New York City? Which one you taking?
6: I love New York. I love everything about New York, honestly. Like, I spend a lot of time in New York. So that's um, the answer,
0: New York. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but it's, I can't. Yeah. You know, it's I can't home. betray myself, yeah. kind of. So I, I have to go with that. Berlin. But New York is right there. Like, like right there. very close nice. second. Your yes. okay.
3: okay. hometown is your hometown. Yeah. OK, I'm going to call an audible and put three things oh, in. Wow. Nico,
5: that's that. not how It's they
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> Currywurst. A good New York City pizza or ceviche?
4: <sighs> ceviche was the addition. Yes.
6: New York pizza, honestly, for me is not that great.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Look I'm sorry. Alexis, but Alexis, sure. died but on the maybe I'm I'm both in love and betrayed because that was one of my questions that you just took. Oh, so thank sorry. you. Did you add
2: ceviche to <laughs> uh, your? Definitely not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: I did not. No, I'll no, get okay, um,
2: there. I
6: New York pizza, I have to babe. go with ceviche because it's my favorite. Oh,
4: oh wow, wow, nice. Wow.
6: All Peruvian food is, for me Peruvian cuisine, you say I think Peruvian yeah, is chicken, the best.
2: Peruvian chicken is like one of the best things in the world. <laughs> there was Peruvian a little food. Peruvian restaurant in my neighborhood in Brooklyn and I would go All the time, Um, and just ordered like half a chicken. It was so good. There's this green sauce
3: on there. Oh, Peruvian cuisine is the you were gonna
2: say the
6: best in the world by far. I'll I'll back that up. Wow. Does it very like I mean in in general? Like exactly. You have everything. You don't eat fish. You can still get amazing food. You eat no meat. You can still get it. You know what I mean? Like it's. Great take. Perfect. Compared to
0: German food, not a tough battle,
4: by <gasps> the
6: way. Sorry. And Amer- an American food?
5: <laughs> hey, there you go. The nation you played for? There.
1: Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
4: All right. Um, Olympic St- Stadion? How do you say that? Olympia,
6: Olympia Stadion.
4: Stadion. It's my best German. Berlin versus Yankee Stadium. <sighs> Remember, you have a derby this weekend. Yeah, I
6: mean, <laughs> the <laughs> Olympic Stadium. Um, 80,000 people.
1: Yeah.
6: I mean, to a normal game, it's only against Bayern Munich Dortmund that 80,000 are coming, but usually like 40,000, 50,000. But when it's full, it's one of the best places ever. So yeah. I have to go with yeah. Olympic stage in Berlin. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, you mentioned how you loved uh, pizza, and uh, there's no <laughs> ceviche on this one, so I'm still going to ask. Uh, late night. Okay, you're with the boys. Off season, I don't know the officials that are here. Off season, so you can eat whatever you want. Late night, partying with the boys. You wanna go a Berlin Döner? I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Or a New York City
6: slice. Give me a pizza slice. I go with your pizza, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't really do that because I'm no, asking. No way, but, but thank you. you <laughs> no,
6: phones. but I need to find a good place. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. I was going to
0: say. Okay. In fact, Please. we got a picture of a, of a great place. If you want, we'll pull it up. But yeah, we'll, we, uh, I'll got, I got you on that one. Alexis there definitely does.
2: Yeah, you're you're in good hands there. Oh, this these is so were the wild. two.
0: I told you. Look,
6: look. I told you. You're Ooh. you're. Oh, that at, does look good. This is the one. This is the I place you wanted me to go. to I told yeah. you. I was gonna use your. Wait, where your...
2: is that? What is that?
6: It's in Berlin. It's where I grew up, like sketchy That's neighborhood, to be honest. Uh, but it's amazing. It's amazing.
2: And it's a, a doner. Donner-
6: yeah, it's a kebab. <gasps> oh wow. And it's, yeah. It's crazy. Like I can't. I have no words. No words. I walk past the thing every day in my life. What do you get? With everything. It's just everything solid everything yeah I have
2: to check that out. when I go to Berlin eventually, um, okay, what is a better a better rivalry um, Union and Hertha or n y c f c and the New York Red Bulls better rivalry
6: I think rivalry is rivalry um, it's just bigger in Germany, but because of the history and everything mm-hmm. um, but I'm pretty sure. If we could fast forward 15 years, MYCFC against Red Bull will be huge, huge, huge. So I can't wait to experience that. But um, right now, I think we have to be honest here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's in Berlin the derby. Yeah. But I'm emotionally here, invested in my club, so I have there to give go. everything I yeah, have. Yep. And well, that's obviously okay. my Good. priority. Incredible answer!
2: Yeah. Incredible answer! Only one
0: team in Berlin. Only one team in New York that's City. That's Right.
1: Hey, <laughs> hey. Well,
2: Alfredo, we can't thank you enough for making the trip up to Stanford and visiting us here this morning. On I also have footy. some
6: stuff for you guys. <gasps>
0: what? You get out of here! Wow. Wow. So I oh, have this
6: the, one. Oh, it's the
2: it's the Parks kit.
3: Uh mm-hmm. oh, huh. Oh, oh, is wow. this for me? Oh. Sick.
2: Oh, oh, I love these. Look at this, like Alexi oh, wow. Sanchez
0: played for Guns the team. Back.
3: <laughs> I,
2: Alfredo, I was at your match a few, you a few weeks ago, and you, you guys were wearing these, and I was like, I need to get one of honestly, these. Honestly, now This is so one of the dopest
4: kits ever released so in Thank you Green, right? Yep.
2: This is amazing. Wow. So uh, That's
6: nice. I think the jersey is amazing, honestly. This is so, the best kit ever released I in MLS. I
2: love this I, kit. I love it. That's so great. Thank, oh, you. thank, thank you. very for, much, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Best Gabby's sure. ever.
0: We have 10 seconds left. I know. I think hey, think we'll we tomorrow. Alfredo, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, guys. guys, have
2: a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.
3: Now, streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready,
1: Bob? Well, all
3: right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley
0: is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You big, Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+.